Hey, hey, what's going on? You are listening to Talk About Gay Sex Tags Podcast. I'm your host, Steve Rodriguez, here in New York City, alongside my other co-host, Jeremy Ross Lopez. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? Excellent. Excellent. It's just the two of us today, dynamic mm-hmm. duo in the house. We've got so many fun topics, though that I think we're all going to, people are going to be into. I'm really excited. But before we get into hot gay sex topics, I want to let people know that we are going to be live streaming for World Pride here in New York City on Wednesday, June 26th. And we will be live streaming on our Facebook page. You can go to facebook.com forward slash talk about gay sex. And from the hours Eastern Standard Time from 8 to 8.45, we're going to have some great special guests, We're all about telling our stories in this year of the 50th anniversary of Stonewall, World Pride, of course. Like I mentioned, it's going to be great. And we're going to do it in a different location in Chelsea. And so those of you who are going to be in the city of New York City, you can RSVP or email me and I'll let you know the location and you can join us in our studio audience and you can email me at steve at talkaboutgaysex.com. Super excited about that. Um, I have a friend in town. I think I spoke with him before. He's my uh, lovely, dear 82-year-old friend. So fun, too. Yes, you know him as well. He's lovely. And he made a comment that I wanted to start this week's episode. This is episode 104, people. We are uh, making our way up there. And I just want to quote, he said, 82-year-old friend, keep this in mind. Quote, make sure the fucking you're getting is worth the fucking you're getting. <laughs> it's a simple statement. I love statement. it. It's words of wisdom. <laughs> like, if you're going to go for it, make sure it's worth it. Mm-hmm. And I am all about that and putting that into the universe. And I couldn't agree more. Right? I mean, I'm assuming most people yeah. are enjoying it. But, you know, there's always a story here and there. We are in a, just a, taking care of some business real quick. Take advantage of our special offer on Patreon. Go to patreon.com forward slash talkaboutgaysex and you can find out how from now through Gay Pride and we're extending it through July 4th, you can take advantage of a special offer where when you sign up and support us, the various tiers, you will get some swag thrown your way. And Jeremy and I are working on, with our new logo, some really cool hats and uh, t-shirts and we've got some other fun swag like stickers and pens Mm -hmm. that we will send your way during this special offer so patreon.com forward slash talk about gay sex we've had dr goldstein on the show many a time i don't think you've actually met him i haven't no i'm awaiting that uh when we meeting yeah Yeah. Uh, i had a he's a proctologist for those of you who don't know he is an ass doctor and he really looks at our gay health in a different way than maybe your general practitioner would. He's also a surgeon. Yeah. And I've talked on the show on how I had a look it up, but I'll talk about it more later, a fistula Mm -hmm. that was cleared up with another doctor, proctologist, surgeon. And I went in there for just sort of a checkup with Dr. Goldstein. And he was talking about the proper way to uh, clean yourself out when you may or may not be bottoming. And he said some stuff that I wanted to share, one of which is when you're using, say, those shower head cleaners. Oh, the douches that are connected. Exactly. Yeah. Or really any of them is that his thought was that most of us are inserting it way too far than it needs to go in. Mm-hmm. And I can understand that, though, because I think some people are definitely scared of like, 
oh my God, what, what if this happens? Or so they really try to be, but you were saying to me that Goldstein said that it, it's really like detrimental and not, not a good way well, to do it. Maybe not detrimental, but you're right that people are always, and he, he said exactly what you're saying, that people are worried about being clean. And what mm-hmm. he really said is that really it's just the tip of whatever cleaner product douche that you're using that really needs to be inserted mm-hmm. because the way that our, our intestines are configured mm-hmm. is that you there's a you know I'm holding up my hands right now <laughs> you know side by side of about the length that he showed me that you know you would need to clean out in other words how big is the dick that's really yeah. going inside you mm-hmm. and maybe be generous like when you're going out yeah. in your mind to go a little bit bigger if you're a size queen mm-hmm. go even bigger and Think of that. All you need to do is clean that portion Mm -hmm. out that oftentimes so many guys go so far up with the utensil, the tool. Yeah, the tip of whatever you're using. That you're actually igniting other parts of the intestine walling to flush out and not to be too graphic or gross but, but sometimes you need that to stay and he said process. If you, he said if you're being fisted obviously it's a different story mm-hmm. and then you might want to go a little bit deeper to you know clean further up into the walls of the intestine but if it's just sort of a general you're going out and you think you might be getting fucked you don't need to go as far because the area you need to clean isn't as big. And so the tip of, you know, maybe an inch and a half or so. Yeah. So if you're planning for eight, then go for nine. And that's there you it. go. <laughs> right. And the other thing I think he was telling me is like, at least for me, you can sort of direct it, point it downward. Mm-hmm. Almost like if you would imagine it pointing towards your ball sack versus mm-hmm. the other direction, because that is the way that. That's intent. where your taint is, right? I mean, yeah. not your taint, yeah. but your prostate, like the, the, the place of it is where exactly. it would hit. So you don't want to go completely straight up. You want to have a slant. That's exactly what he said. And so if you can kind of direct it a little bit downward, mm-hmm. um, you will avoid certain things like inflammation or it going in a different direction that maybe isn't as healthy. Anyway, I wanted to share that uh, because I thought it was... Words of wisdom coming from Dr. Goldstein. Definitely, He did mention that uh, there may or may not be a product line that he's working on coming out soon, but I, you, uh, that's all I'm going to say about oh, it. Oh, I love it. I'm sure you'll hear more. Uh, he said he will give us the word on the street when, it's, um, when he has something to share. Cool. I did want to talk with you, Jeremy, because you and I went and saw the play Safe Word, Mm -hmm. and I wrote a review. If you go to talkaboutgaysex.com on our blog site, you can read my review. But in general, didn't we really love it? We did, yeah. I thought it was a very very good storyline. It was very modern day, realistic, and I also really liked... Just the dynamic between the characters, it seemed like the chemistry was there, and it was just an interesting storyline with the the heterosexual couple coming into... Meeting the gay. Yeah, meeting the gays, and then also just the dynamic of... the ending of how it yeah, ended. Yeah, we won't just, share any of yeah, that. Yeah, no, we can't give it away, but it was a really, really great play. And we were gasping a few times because uh, the play does deal with BDSM mm-hmm. and the BDSM culture and a dominant and a passive a sub. Mm-hmm. And through the usage of sound effects and 
lighting. Yeah, the lighting was amazing. And it was also not, it didn't even need to be a very elaborate set. It was actually pretty contemporary, but the way that they utilized it. Yeah, it was very, very cool with the windows and just the placement of everything was cool. And I really liked liked it all together. I think it'll get people talking a lot. You will be on the seat of your chair throughout the whole performance. And you can go to safewordtheplay.com. You can also read my review on it. Uh, Asher Gelman, who wrote and directed it, was on our live broadcast for our 100th episode. And you can see our interview with him as well. And I highly recommend it if you're coming into New York City to check out Safe Word The Play. We wanted to talk some things about our recent shenanigans, gay sex stories. And you had a story that you wanted to share, Jeremy, about a, a friend of yours. Yeah. That you want to just tell the story? Yeah. So it, it was just a funny story. Uh, so when you work in like the corporate world, it's just sometimes you get geared away because you just get lost in other things. And so my colleague was, uh, she's been talking to this guy from an app and just talking like they've had banter back and forth and chatting and things. And so today specifically she was talking to him and she had told me about him and sent me like a little clip of him just because she's like, he's so sexy and so not her type and not really mine either, but just his lingo and the way he looks and the way he acts is very sexy, but he's super, super sexual. And so and she hasn't um, met she up. She hasn't with him actually yet. met up with like them. They're in talks of maybe but, getting together for hot yeah, sex. But they FaceTimed, and so they they've chatted. And I'm sure many of you know. Once you speak to somebody, like when it starts on an app, a lot of it stays in technology. Like a lot of it is back and forth with texting and calling and Sexting video chat. And yeah. So she had talked about how they had already video chatted and stuff before. But anyway, so today she was telling me. I I was uh, just at work sending emails and stuff, and she's like, come over here, come over here. <laughs> and he is laying on a massage table. It was around like 5.15 tonight. And, and talk about what he does for work, because it, that, oh, yeah. I was so, already like so into it. So he's the foreman for like a construction group uh, company, and so he does construction all day. And so she was asking me my thoughts about him, and d- does, do I think like a little bit too creepy, but he looks gorgeous and sexy. And so we keep going back and forth with the whole thing. So I've been along this whole journey. It's probably been like a week and a half now, just her chatting with him, but... She's just putting it on the back burner, but it's fun. And it's like that fun, yeah. playful back and forth. And so anyways, I saw a picture of him. He's very sexy. So we were at work watching him get a hand job at a uh, like massage parlor, a massage parlor, just a happy ending type of massage. But, one, so but she, let's just talk about this massage parlor, <laughs> because there, as many of you know, in different various cities around the world, there's spas where yeah. you can get one and then there's massage parlor right and we're so this was that cd parlor. like we're it's like a <laughs> drop a drape, down ceiling you know yeah drop yeah. down ceiling you were talking you were making me laugh offline about like the fake plants oh, that are God. in the lobby yeah they try and make it like so zen shower curtains are almost splitting yeah. the different rooms yeah yeah exactly. you get the picture so that those cheap ass separators <laughs> and all that like seedy shit. So anyways, so we're we're watching and sh- so this is your excuse for getting a massage after work because she brought it up to him because she's ballsy. So she okay. loves to like really play with them and fuck with their their head and right. stuff. And so she was saying, did you? <clears throat> she was saying, is this your excuse to get a massage all the time? Because he said it's a stress reliever from work. 
and he has a lot of pain after being on construction sites. So both of us were like, really, this is your excuse for it? And it yeah. seemed like... So just let's paint the picture for everyone that's listening. He's FaceTime... They're interested in each other. Mm-hmm. He's FaceTiming her as he's getting this stress, when I'm using air quote, <laughs> stress relieving massage from a hard day's work. Right. And what you're seeing on FaceTime is a double handed hand job. Like, wow, I've never even thought of that. using both hands. And, and Clearly, it was just funny. you can use double hands on yes, his Yes, he has unit. a big enough unit for that. But it was just, it was hot. And we were just both being super sexual, just sitting there watching, gasping a little bit at work. And there wasn't any anything exciting going on. She'll probably kill me for talking about this, but it was just so funny. And then when he hung up, we were both, I was telling her things to say to him, like just talking more about all of it. And I'm trying to get her to get him to send an ass video or picture, but it doesn't seem like that's in the horizon. Well, we were talking offline because initially I was so almost shocked, not shocked because people get hand jobs yeah. and all that shocked more because you know, we don't always hear about our straight counterpart. Mm-hmm. And oftentimes I feel us gays think like, do, do the straights even have sex? Yeah. I mean, of course they do. Yeah, we totally and think they're about nasty it like just that. like we are and, yeah. and like to get it on. But I was laughing because I wasn't sure is she interested in him. And if she was interested in him, here he is getting a hand job, FaceTiming her. Yeah. And is she still interested in him? Seeing I him? think she's playing around with it. But I also, what I love about her is she's... She listens to our podcast. She's open, but she's a very confident, strong woman. So she likes the the different spectrums of guys. So she likes either you're going to fuck my brains out or you want to be a man and take me out on a date and tell me what you want. Okay. And, and so I she likes that. both. So this one she has in that dr- maybe eventually we'll end up meeting up for like a really hot fuck and that will be it. She's so she not, knows what she's doing, yeah. and I like that. It's it's a lot. She's in control of it too, which I really love, and I and it's fun to. I feel like we don't give women <clears throat> enough, uh, straight women enough credit that they can be strong and, and sexual beings sexual too. Beings like she has an appetite as well, right? And in this situation, he's obviously hot, and yeah. this guy is obviously cocky yeah. and has a hot cock. Yeah, <laughs> on top of Both. that, but she, this is fun. He's hot, mm-hmm. and if anything. It would be fun to play with him. Yeah. But in the meantime, I'm going to play along with this and nudge him a little bit on this. And it may or may not work, you know, happen. But in the meantime, this is a lot. It's fun. And she's gorgeous, Liberian. I'm sure. Just has fun with it. And I love it. It's just it's so fun to watch. And it's also like like you said, a different. We don't talk about straight people or heterosexual sex all the time. So it's juicy to see. So many of my friends like a good happy ending after a massage. And one of our listeners that is a Patreon member was currently traveling around the world. He was in Asia and he was writing to me and let us know that he had just left a a day spa that was in Hong Kong. And it was like all male therapists, Mm -hmm. essentially. And he was writing to me saying that the guy rubbed one out of him and he had one of the largest cocks he's ever seen. He was blown away and he put hashtag horse cock. And I liked it for many different reasons because some of my friends agree that a good massage, you, you know, you're releasing all this tension. And, yeah. and the friends I'm thinking of, we actually really like a good massage. Like, yeah. Like if we've worked out or we just like a good massage. Yeah. Hard too. Like um, Right. And then on top of that... We also like maybe somebody that we're attracted to to yeah. be the masseur. 
And part of release is sometimes going there yeah, if that it happens. Next level. And I like that he, you know, mentioned that because I know some of my friends would appreciate that. Mm-hmm. The other thing is that not I liked that he was in Hong Kong and I'm assuming the masseur was Chinese mm-hmm. and you know, there's all stereotypes always of like certain people's size and 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 he he wrote horsecock and I think that's really hot. It just is hot. Because those myths are not always what you think. You can't judge a book by its um, undergarments. No, and you can't. clearly this was on the on the larger size. Yeah. And I know some of our listeners have teased me that yeah, I, I'm into size. Not always, but yeah. I appreciate it. So it can happen. And no, I've had the same with asses before too. And I think ass massages are really hot. Like it's funny giving, because yes. yeah. Giving and getting. I mean, I've gotten an amazing ass massage from a woman before, and she just, like, did a little extra back there, like, really pushing it around. And when you have, like, a big butt and thighs, it feels amazing, but it's very sexy. She didn't go up with the fingers or anything, No, did she, she didn't. But she really, like, got under the cheeks and stuff. Oh, and, my God. And I was telling my uh, family, because, like, my aunt and my mom and my cousin, and they were just all laughing about it. When you... They accentuate like certain parts of your body when you're when they're doing the massage, really getting in deep. And it was just funny that that was the spot on me that she like really, really went in for. Well, speaking of FaceTime and recording sex having on happening on camera, mm-hmm. another one of our Patreon members had written into us and he wanted a little bit of advice. And it relates to the story that we were just talking about. He was writing about this long distance relationship and essentially asking us, how do you keep it fresh? And he wrote, uh, I see my boyfriend every two weeks. They're from different cities. And one of them will go to one city and then they switch it up. He does feel like that's his boyfriend, but the boyfriend that he's seeing has a husband. Okay. So there's that, right? And he says, how do you, how do you keep it fresh? So he said, for example again, about the FaceTime phone sex thing, Mm -hmm. he said he tries to use, you know, FaceTime oftentimes and they'll send each other nudes back and forth. But the guy that was writing into us said while he was in one city, he FaceTimed himself having sex with another guy that he had met and had the boyfriend watch it essentially to kind of keep it. And you know, speaking of what you were talking about in the last story, I was surprised when I read that because I get it. We all know that, you know, when you're not able to see somebody, yeah, we're not in denial that people are sexual beings. Of course, yeah. I happen to be a little bit of a more jealous personality. I'm, I was just going to say that. I was thinking the same thing. I'm like, I would not, I don't think I would be so okay with it. So what would you it. think of that? But I have to admit, though, you know, I've come... You know, anybody that I would probably date from here on out or, you know, I'm sure at some point open relationship would probably be okay. And Mm -hmm. I wouldn't expect monogamy to be like the be all end all. Yeah, exactly. And so this sort of to me takes it to another level. And with all this technology and with the last story you were talking about. Yeah. And with the person that wrote in that here he is trying to keep it fresh with his man and he he said, I just made some trade mm-hmm. and I turned on FaceTime so that my boyfriend could watch and sort of be feel like a part of it. I think that is so progressive. It is. And it it definitely mind. is. But how did 
I'm curious, how would you feel about it? I mean, you sort of alluded to the fact that you'd be jealous. But I think it's like, for me, it's a double-edged sword. I think so one side of myself would say, it's hot because the person is being honest and you're seeing them get off, which I think in a way, if you do have long distance, there's a part of you that should be able to, I believe, should be okay with, they have sexual needs as well, and maybe they need to get off more than every two weeks when they see you. So there's that part of it. And then also the other part that I'm thinking about is I would be jealous because it's not me, and they're getting off with somebody else. But like I said, I'm on both spectrums, so I don't really have one that outweighs the other because I do feel like for you to be a little bit less selfish they are at least showing you rather than not showing you at all. And then you have to dig and find that out. So and I agree with you as well. I'm sort of with you because in some way, shape or form, and I know with this guy in San Francisco that I've spoke about a couple times that he had said he feels like in some way we're dating. Yeah. And although he's dating somebody else and the other person that he's dating, he sees often because mm-hmm. that other person also lives where in, in the San same Francisco. city. Yeah. So, because of that. And recently I was, well, the last time I was there, he showed me a, a picture of him and he had talked about him before, but then he said, oh, well, he was explaining to me the guy had a birthday party and he was just trying to tell me uh, an idea. And, and he said, well, I can show you a picture of him. And, and it was relevant to the story that he was telling me. Okay. And I cringed at first, like, do I really want to see this picture? Yeah. yeah I would and feel in, the same. In some ways, It does two things, because I think when you don't see anything, you create all these things in your mind, and your mind can... And you can go crazy with it. You can go crazy, and if you're, like, it sounds like we're similar, we can make up all this stuff, like, oh, he must look like this. And that's the jealousy part, like, you could literally go nuts on your own, in your own head about it, rather than just him sharing it, which I, there is a cool, respectful aspect of that. And you just said a key word, sharing, and I think there's such... There's such a cool thing about somebody sharing that you're intimate with. Yeah. There are other sides of aspects of their life. Mm-hmm. And it, it's ballsy. It takes a lot of courage, I think. Cause you, and, I, and I respect that to your yeah. point. That, and then the other thing it does, when you finally do see, in my case, it was the image or the picture of the guy. Yeah. You know, in other cases, it's maybe the sex. With the sex, I think if I was watching... Let's just say in my situation, if I was watching the FaceTime of my guy having yeah. sex with somebody else, there would definitely be a part of me that would be in comparison. Yeah, of course. What does this guy have? Of course, that... but that's natural for all of us. I mean... And then in the other, it would be the same thing I just mentioned previously, that it would also take all, all of the mystification out of it and all of my crazy mind yeah. going off in crazy <clears throat> tangents. And there would be a respect level that... As long as they asked me yeah, and I agreed. Of course. A sharing element. And the sharing element, as long as I knew that it was, you know, somebody that they just picked up yeah. and they were having fun and they felt enough fun to share it with me yeah. in an intimate way, I kind of have respect for that. And I, I do think too. it's kind of pro- really progressive. It is. And I, it's also like, uh, it's not something I ever thought that I would be okay with, but I've really changed my outlook on relationships in general because I feel like. Before I knew anything about open relationships, I always judged it from the outside. And now I also, if they're letting you into that part of something else that they do, I mean, you have to have some sort of respect for that because 
you could easily, they could easily just say nothing, do them and do themselves and sleep with whoever and just not include you. So the fact that they are including you, like the fact that alone he showed you the picture of the guy, I mean, it's kind of, it is cool. I right. Mean, and I can imagine maybe he shared my picture with yeah. him. And it's, it's very, also fun to compare to. Yes. It is like, oh, they, you watch them, like even if, for example, you watch them together, you could be like, oh, I'm better at that, or right. maybe yours is more intense. Sure. That part of it's fun as well. But, but you and I, Jeremy, both know that our minds can go crazy making yeah. up stories Nuts. without and, any answers too. Like right. if you don't, if you're not included in any of this, imagine how far you could take it. In well, your own you head. and you and I, I, I have a feeling are very similar is like we let our minds go crazy yeah. and go way beyond anything that the reality that may or may not be happening yeah. and create all this drama. And that gets you to also pick fights too. Yes. I, I, at least myself, right. When I'm in that situation, I definitely pick fights over nothing right. just because my mind goes crazy like that. So it is and, good to be in the loop. And I think there's obviously different versions of it. I mean, you were sharing your, your colleague where it's, they haven't even met yet. And yeah. theirs is more on a, you know, they may or may not explore mm -hmm. having sex. And yeah. so there's that level. And then there's this where people are in relationships mm -hmm. and I think it's healthy. And the only thing I would say is as long as you are having your, both of you are 100% into this yeah. layer of relationship that you're calling it, uh, in agreement with it, that this is kind of cool. I think. Yeah. I think one thing that we always, uh, get back to is communication is key. So, yes. I mean, in this situation, communication would really be super important in making any dynamic work and any version of being open or monogamous. It's always best with communication. So I agree. And I, I think it's kind of hot. Yeah. And so who knows? Maybe I'll be participating in this <laughs> way of FaceTiming and so forth. But I just need good lighting and all that good stuff. Of course I mean, I you can do. do it without... No fake lighting. plants in the back. No fake plants in the background. No, uh, -uh. And <laughs> only been, real orchids. I've been to some spas like that, and I know exactly what. Um, I have a vision in my head. Mm -hmm. Moving on, uh, we had somebody else write into us that was telling us a story about their friend who's always on the gay apps, and he was writing that last night he was out with his friend at a bar, and his friend was on Growler. And people that don't know Growler, it's a app. Like grinder, right? Essentially, mm -hmm. but more for bears. Is that fair to say? I haven't heard of it. Growler. I've I've heard of it before. And so his friend hits up this guy who's very cute, and they mm -hmm. start having this nice conversation on the app, mind you, and they're having a nice chat. So twenty minutes later, I guess the guy tosses the phone down uh, and says he's done with the guy. And the guy writing in says, asked his friend, "Well, what happened? I thought you were like getting along with this guy mm -hmm. on the app." And he opens the app and shows uh, the guy writing in, and they say the conversation was nice, nothing sexual or offensive. Mm -hmm. Then the guy sent sent a dick pic, and a, so he sends a dick pic and a couple of nude pics. And the guy writing into us says he has to say the guy was kind of hot, so he was, you know. But the his friend starts going on about how he wants a boyfriend, and this guy was just just wants to hook up, which. You know, the guy's not interested in just hooking up. Yeah. And 
you know, the guy writing into us was trying to tell his friend that, you know, just because a guy sends naked pics, it doesn't mean he just wants to hook up. Maybe he did it because he liked talking to you and, yeah. and wanted to meet up and it's not, shouldn't be that big of a deal. Oh, his friend was like kind of mad about it or? Yeah. I mean, his friend was mad at it essentially because he's looking, he was, he thought he was having like a nice conversation with a guy as I a mean, potential, could have been though. somebody that he would go on a date with. Yeah. And in at one point, the guy sends the the dick pic stuff, and the guy was like, "Oh, see, I've you, done that before, though, too." I mean, which part did you, you? I sent the pictures early on, and sometimes I had the intent of sending it because I just wanted to fuck. But a lot of times, it's just because I was into the person, and I was into like whatever we were talking about. So to me, it's a little it, bit of like lighten up because yeah. essentially you're on these apps, right? And right. most of the apps, and I know Growler is a lot like Grinder and Scruff, you can meet guys yeah. in, you know, I think Scruff has a component where it's just about swiping like Tinder, but swiping more for dates. Like, would you go on that date with this person? You swipe mm-hmm. one way or the other. But then on, say, Grinder or Growler, you're just messaging people randomly. And in general, I'm assuming mostly it's about sex. Yeah. You could find yourself in a nice conversation with somebody. Yeah. But they're the apps, right? And people are today are so, you know, don't you want to know what the guy looks like totally, in general? Yeah. And I also at- think on apps you can... You really can't, it's not a good judge of character conversation wise either, because I know people that in my life are horrible texters and are in real life are excellent conversationalists. No, you're not. I'm really horrible. And it's fine. (laughs) It's like, it's because in person it's so much better, which is completely fine. And I have like a lot of friends and family members that are the same way. So I think when people are direct on certain things like the apps, Right. You have to cut them a little bit of slack at least. And also just don't take it so seriously. Like, Unless somebody does something that's so horrific or right. something that was really against your yeah. whatever. In this case, you, you're you writing somebody off before you even had a chance to meet them. Yeah. And you just spent a good portion of your time going back and forth and enjoying the conversation, at least mm-hmm. the texting back and forth. And I would say give it a try. Come on now. Give it a try. And you already know what the dick looks like. So if you want it, then. Yeah. I I didn't know guys were that. uh, But apparently they are. Some guys get a little annoyed with that. I know I've heard girls. uh, I think, you know, my sister was talking about being on. I think it was one of the straight apps, but it was really a dating app. Bumble or Tinder. Not even. It was one oh. of them, and it was it was not really like a sexual kind of app or mm-hmm. whatever it was. And somebody, you know, when people send those dick pics like that, that seems a little like on left field. And a little bit, but still, I mean, I mean, it's not. Are you a, really that prude that you're <laughs> like worried if you well, see it? I, I mean, think if it's left field in the conversation, I get it, but you also still have to understand that everybody has like a. As, like sexual tendency for themselves and maybe they just want to like I don't know right. show it I also know that uh, my sister at the time would, if that's ever happened to her she would just be like okay that's not where I was going at this moment yeah. but she wouldn't throw the phone down yeah. and, and be so like and be immediately like see and I can't yeah. find anybody <laughs> and I just go back to she's not giving up altogether just because no. of a dick pic and there is something to be said about because I'm not an app user and I don't, Mm -hmm. I've said it a million times. I don't do that great on the apps, but I do go out and about and 
in the cities where I live mm-hmm. and I meet people and every once in a while I'll meet somebody that I connect with, albeit sexually. So that's yeah. sort of my, but because I like to see the person and hear yeah. their voice and it does make a difference in. big time. And then I might even go home with somebody and have a great time. And if I really like them and they like me in that way, mm-hmm. I feel like there's a moment before they leave Typically, they come to my place, but I've gone to theirs and where it's like, do we want to exchange numbers? And I've been with somebody where I've spent the night or they spent the night and nobody is very quick to want to pull out the phone and be Mm -hmm. like, so, hey, so what's your number? Yeah. It's just like, okay, great. That was nice. Bye. Yeah. Like, okay, let me go in the shower. Goodbye. And let me get on with my day. Yeah. And where more recently I was with somebody and it was like, great. And it was mutual and we both... You know when it is, though. I yeah, mean, that that's my version of the You don't really apps, even though. need words for that part of it. Like, right. When it's mutual, you just know that it is. And it's good when it is. And when it's not, it's fine that it isn't. There I are mean, times, though, when people could come over where they're maybe interested in you. Oh, God, I know. And they'll want your number. And you can't wait for them to get up and, and leave. you either... Give it to them because you feel like out of bat, like you've, yeah. you just feel like oh shoot, yeah. Like I'm, I don't have enough nerve. I haven't, I've sometimes I haven't dodged had my it coffee with, yet <laughs> to know. actually be bitchy enough to say oh sorry, sweetie, this was great, but yeah. I've not sometimes happening. dodged it with Instagram. That's been like my clutch, but like when you just want to give them your Instagram instead you know, of the you number, you could say, and this is people are probably going to give us a lot of like flack, but you could say, you know, I'm kind of dating somebody right now, and and. I want to see where this goes. Yeah. And this was all. Oh, God. <laughs> I know, but that's not going to fly very well. I, as I was saying it, I was like, uh oh. Yeah, no. Not... It, I mean, you could, but. You could. It's probably but... not the best option. No. <laughs> Speaking of the apps, there's this new story out that was when I was reading Queer Tea, and it's mm-hmm. five ways to become a grinder justice warrior for non toxic community and dating. So uh, by Amir Yasai, he wrote this. And essentially, I'll just read a little bit of it. Um, Most people, he writes, go on Grindr to chat, hook up, or meet someone to date. They're pretty single-minded in that focus. Understandably, no one wants to be interrupted when they are looking for Mr. Right or especially Mr. Right now, kind of what we're talking about. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And so over the past few months, the the guy writes, I've attempted to use my Grindr account as a weapon of mass education while at the same time using it to look for buddies of various sorts. When I detected the slightest hint of transphobia, femme bashing, racism, or body shaming, I make a habit of calling people out on it. I feel no shame in challenging you for failing to act like a respectful adult, even though it is true that we all regret regress to horny teenagers on hookup apps. He goes on to say that the excuse used by most gay men is that, quote, that's grinder, merely the restatement of a fact that is supposed to let everyone off the hook. But that doesn't work because we should expect better. Grinder is not a platform for racism and elitism. It is... Uh, it's a public forum where people go to find sex, love, and community. They don't deserve to put to be put down for who they are, and it should not be tolerated. Despite the laudable recent PR campaign like Kinder, did you ever hear about that? I have. It was a no. campaign that which which was encouraging members to treat each other with respect when they're on the apps. Grinder essentially does. This person feels does a very poor job of community management. Yeah, and it so does. forth. I don't think it's something that they really. It's not a focus for them. So, so what do you think of uh, that idea of when you see things like you know 
body shaming or people saying I'm not into no femmes, no Asians by actually calling people out on it. And what the person writes is, um, you know, he thinks it's okay to, he wrote to somebody, nobody wants to read that you're not into femmes or chubby guys. It's 2019, do better, please. And then the other person wrote, nobody cares about what you think. And then he goes on to say, oh, yes, they do. And I already blasted you on my Instagram troll. (laughs) Have a good day being an ignorant body shamer and femme basher. And then he he usually he recommends stopping it there. Like, don't go on or blocking them. Yeah. He had another example of somebody wrote by Amir and it wasn't the person's name. Yeah. I never get Persians here. I don't know why I even text them when 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 aren't when they're not even my thing and the to the guy writing he wrote honey and he wrote h u n n e y honey i'm everyone's thing and being persian just makes it sweeter enjoy your night and you put oh. the the smiley kissy face with hearts and so i think the point of the person writing this is that he's number one goal is that shaming can be good mm-hmm. and uh, maybe not shaming, but calling people out and making people a little bit more responsible when you read these sorts of things. Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm for it. I'm, I'm just going to go out and too. say I'm yeah. for it. I am. He also. I'm for it, but I'm also don't spend too much time on that. Yeah, and get your find yourself in some battle. Yeah, I think uh, I'm kind of. This is another topic where I would say I'm a double edged sword. It's like. I'm for it, but I don't do it. I don't like drama. I don't want I don't want to converse with people like that and I think it's also just a negative vibe that I'm just not about. Like if it's I definitely more me than you. <laughs> it <but>. totally is. <laughs> I just don't I, if people want to be mean or you feel like just saying mean things, I just ignore that. Like I and I'm and I hope that no one would take that as I I uh give it credit because I definitely don't. And I think it's, it's a waste of the person that feels that waste time. Like I don't feel the need to state things that I don't like on the apps or to anyone. I just don't like them. And it's fine that I don't, and it's fine if you don't, but I just think when you have to make a point of it, I don't really feel bad for when somebody comes at you and says like, you are a D bag or you are like an asshole for, listing all that shit but like i said i don't also feel the need to call them out but i honestly don't feel i feel like it's good when people feel the need to or just want to particularly when it's directed at you so yeah when you're part of that minority that they really pick yeah i think then it might be a good time to and then leave it alone say say what you gotta say but sometimes i know for other people it's really hard for them to just drop it at a certain point where that's the whole drama thing that I just can't, I don't entertain. It's just not interesting to me. But right. I do agree. I don't, I don't like a lot of things that you read that are not inclusive at all. And you could easily just say nothing. Like, you, you don't need a whole long list of shit that you don't like. Just don't say anything. Like, just leave it empty. Or I agree. And, you know, I, I just agree that... It's probably good to take that stance so you don't get yourself involved in the drama. Yeah. And again, I'm not really on these that often apps yeah. much, so it's not a big deal. And I find when I spend too much time on them, I get angry yeah. at what people say or if I read our reviews. Or I, I, even for myself, I waste time. Like I'm, I, I think about it time. and I'm like, oh my God, I just wasted like 45 minutes doing absolutely nothing. I mean, exactly. it's not really... 
even productive or inspirational or any of that. So, right. I mean, just think about how much time you spend on it and what you get away from, what you take away from it. Right. And if you want to be a warrior, like the article's talking about, maybe do it, get it out of your system from a constructive critique and then get out of it. So you don't find yourself wasting more time and buying too much into it. No, if you want to prove a point or you want to make a statement that you feel is valid, I feel go for it. Exactly. Well, once again, we are live Wednesday, June 26th for World Pride and... uh, Right around the corner. Yeah. And for for Stonewall, we're celebrating and we're really going to be telling our stories on that broadcast. We've got some really cool special guests. And if you find yourself in New York City during World Pride Week... Shout us out. DM us. Shout us out. DM us. Yeah. Uh, we are available on all platforms at Tags Podcast, T-A-G-S Podcast, and reach out to us and let me know, and we'll get you in here on Wednesday, mm-hmm. June 26th. Jeremy Ross-Lobos, thanks so much always for a good fun. indulging me in, in <laughs> our sexcapades and weighing in. As always, it's awesome. Thank you. And in the meantime, continue, continue having, having hot gay sex. sex.